You are now tuning in. You are now tuning in. The Bayway Podcast. The Bayway Podcast. The Bayway Podcast. The Bayway Podcast. Okay, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Bayway's Podcast, where we really just talk about anything that you want to talk about. Um, current events, news. We stay away from politics. Love sports. I'm a big video gamer. Um, we have two kids. This is actually my wife, Rachel. Say hi to everyone. Hi. Um, so let's start off with the show that you like watching, 90 Day Fiance. Um, yeah. I know it's been over for about a month or two now, but it, it's like always a trending topic or it's a show that you like watching. Um, how do you feel about like the older guys that live in America going to overseas and marrying all these younger chicks? It is a little creepy, but <laughs> I mean, if they find love, then they find love, you know. But I think the way the way they um, come about it sometimes, it's a little creepy. Yeah, it really is. Um, I remember the first time, like, we went to Philippines together. And we went to certain, like, bars or clubs. And once in a while, you'll see that one old creeper guy with a, with a young Asian... Um, the, and, my, and go ahead. And you already know what's up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, she's a prostitute wanting more money or he's some type of pedophile type guy. That's usually one or the other. That's your initial thought. There are some very few that are really looking for love, but it, that is rare though. Yeah. Very rare. Um, one of the first things I did not like. Though it, it made me upset because I just felt like they're just taking advantage of these young Asian girls. These They come and show a couple hundred dollars, which goes a very long way in the Philippines yeah. or anywhere really in Southeast Asia. Um, and, and they manipulate them thinking that they're going to give them a better life. Uh, sometimes they're just there just to sleep with them and lie to yeah, them and just go or, back home. Or these older guys are just, you know, they're just kind of sick in the head in that way yeah they are um speaking being sick in the head um you remember the the guy in the most recent one um little ed what or big ed big well big ed but he's a little guy <laughs> i thought that that couple was funny that she was always mad she almost looked like she wanted to put like some type of spell on him like a voodoo spell. Yeah, that that was a weird couple. <laughs> yeah, I think I I think from her mentality is like, oh, you know, this is my way out because you know she wasn't, she was, she was in the poor, you know, poor provinces. Area, yeah, poor, poor province, and as you can see from the TV show, like she didn't really live, not even like, she really lived in poverty. And, 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 and that's how it is in a lot of those areas in the Philippines. Like, any way they see where they can try to, you know, get out of there or make a little bit more money just to make them a little bit more comfortable, then they're, I, I think the girls are just vulnerable. Yeah. And, and these older guys, you know, of course they... They get sold on a, um, on a dream. They, they tell them a dream that they could have. And they try to sell them on a dream. Mm -hmm. 
And then I think too with like the Filipino culture, like they're like, oh yeah, you know, he's he, he's from America, you know, he's gonna give you a better life regardless of what the girl's decision is. I think the family makes a big impact too on their decision. Like I feel like they're forced. You feel like it's forced? Yeah. Do you feel like any of it, any of it from the very beginning is true love? Or is it more infatuation of what they could offer? It's more infatuation. I think of what they could offer as a better life. And I guess eventually they, you know, they fall in love. And if it does work out, well, you know, good for the both of them and their families. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's. 50-50, because anything can happen. And when you go to also um, retirement places here in America or here in the States, uh, retirement places in California, Las Vegas, all the way to like the East Coast, like Florida, where there's a lot of retirement um, or retirees, you'll notice a lot. Of, you'll, you'll find some with a lot of like Eastern and um, Asian, like really young wives. It's yeah. weird. It, it's like, I was like, okay, I know what she did. It's like basically a male order bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess a lot of these, you know, girls too, they kind of have no choice. Because like, if they do marry, you know, someone from, you know, let's say, for example, the Philippines, they marry, you know, someone from there. It's like the guy can't really offer the girl anything. And mm-hmm. they're just they'll just end up there and not, you know, or a lot of them don't even have money to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing I did in the Philippines, um, of course, no one, none of our viewers know, but uh, we tend to go to the Philippines once a year before we had kids, yeah. at least. And um, I would take out Rachel's uncles and cousins to different places uh, for nightlife, aka strip clubs, um, and and bars. yeah, and bars, and let them have a good time and on my expense because it's really not expensive for me, and I just want to be a. Even though they're the host, where we're visiting them, I want to show them a good time and what they generally can't have over there, mm-hmm. and it was weird that um, when I was in there. Of course, there would be that round of girls that come around, one that seemed pretty friendly and like that's that spoke good English. I would talk to her. I would ask her certain questions. Um, I, I don't know why, but I was like really getting personal. I was like, um, like where are you from? Like how many kids they have? If they have any kids, mm-hmm. um, why do they do this other than other things? Um, and I was getting answers along the lines that. Oh, my parents don't know I do this, um, but I send money home because this is actually decent money doing this. Um, they thought they moved from the parents thought they moved from the um, from the Province. provinces that are far from the city to to become a dancer on like on television shows and things like that, um, but. I don't know like how true their parents thought it was going to be. Yes, they are dancing, but it's totally a different type of dance. And some do have kids at a young age. Um, Asians tend to look younger. So um, there was one that your 
your cousin was into, but he likes really younger girls, like in their late teens, early 20s. Um, and she told him that she was 19. Of course, Asians look younger. And I got to know her a little bit. I asked her, I was like, are you really 19? She's like, oh, don't don't tell him, but I'm really 31. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> things like that. Um, but they, they do, for the most part, have um, have good intention. It's, it's yeah. really just to make money just, to send you know, home. They're, they're just trying to do their hustle, I mean. But there are some that do all the shady stuff in the in the champagne room. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but it's funny, also, talking about the strip clubs over there, it's not just girls dancing naked on the stage. What they do is, like, say they have three three different girls take their rounds and dance naked on stage. Then the fourth performance will be, like, totally different. It'll be, like, a, a hip-hop routine. It will be, like, almost like <laughs> so a magic weird. show. I'm like, I was like, okay, everyone, all these dudes are getting drunk and like trying to hit on these girls. And all of a sudden I'm seeing magic on stage. I'm like, what the hell is this? This is like a variety They're, show. Yeah, they wanted to do like a variety. <laughs> <laughs> Spruce it up a little bit. Yeah, um, alcohol drinks in those places though are a little bit more expensive. Like 20 pesos more than normal places yeah, in the well, Philippines. That's how they make their money. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, for those who don't know, every about 20 to 25 pesos is about 50 cents US dollar. Yeah. So it takes about um, anywhere from 40 to 50 pesos will be one US dollar, depending what the exchange rate is going at that time. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little above 50. I think right now. A little mm-hmm. above 50, maybe 52. Oh, yeah, it's I, getting better? I think so. Did, did, the, um, did the virus like, like mess things up for the economy? Or? I don't know. You know, to be honest, I haven't really checked. I think the last time I checked, it was about 52 or something like that. Oh, per US dollar. Yeah. The most I remember seeing it is back, I think back when I was like in high school or something. Because I had a... Um, a friend that was going to Philippines, and I asked him. He goes, "Oh, it's fifty-six pesos per dollar." Yeah, that's the highest I've seen it too. I'm like, no, I was like, that's. I'm guessing that's a lot because at that time I'd never been to the Philippines. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I know now. Now thinking about it, it is a lot, but because when we went, it was like, wasn't it like, it was like high forties. Yeah, it was like forty-eight. 48 or something. Yeah. Yeah, when should we go again? Um. Well, right now it's of course we can't because of the virus. The whole virus thing. My mom just said that they they're they're quarantined again. No flights, no flights on international in and out of the Philippines. Um. Only I think only Cebu, like within the air, like within the Philippines itself, they have flights, mm-hmm. but coming in and out international it's banned again like last since last week oh really and everyone's quarantined again my mom said she can't even go to like the corner store yeah you have to have a pass you have to have a pass you have to have a pass um to go to a grocery store like elders are 
they're locked down again. Like they mm-hmm. can't leave the house. Kids can't leave the house, and you have to have a pass to go to the grocery store. If you don't have a pass, then you'll get arrested wow. or fined. Yeah, um, Rachel's mom actually retired in the Philippines. Yeah, she lives out there right now. And Rachel bought a ticket for her mom to go back to U.S. territory. With the closest territory is Guam, mm-hmm. and um, which is only a couple hours flight. About three hours. And uh, they canceled because of the back back in like March or something like that yeah. or April because of um, the virus, and they still haven't gave Rachel her refund back. Yeah, still so waiting. <laughs> if you're listening or watching Philippine Airlines, you guys owe my wife. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I kind of <laughs> followed up a few times, and they said they were just really backed up, which is understandable, you know. I mean, can't really <laughs> blame them, but but she 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 was honest. She was telling me that yeah, it'll probably be another couple months, and this was last month, I think, early last month when I found. It was early last. It was. They said a couple more months still. Yeah. Our other friends that that booked their flights that were at a later date they already got their refund but because they bought their tickets super early oh they did yeah like they bought it way in advance and um and i think they called way in advance before i did oh okay refund. yeah so they, they probably got bombarded with a bunch of calls after that Okay, let's say, let's change the subject, because no one wants to know about our personal life. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you feel not having our we? For those who don't know, we just moved to Las Vegas from um, San, Francisco. San Francisco. I was basically born and raised in San Francisco, Northern California. Uh, Rachel was born in Guam, but basically after high school, she's been in I San Francisco yeah. since. For like, so it's been like 15 years. You want to tell people how old you are? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> At least I don't look my age. Um, but yeah, how's it feel? Of course, sports isn't really playing. They're, they're starting to play again. But, but it's not it's so knowing different. that when it gets back to normal, we're not going to see our normal sport teams regularly. It's like uh, we're gonna have to either get the like the league passes on on television, yeah. or go to one like a local casino to watch a game or a bar. Um, it's to me, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I'm used to being it's around like, Giants fans. I'm used to being around Warriors fans. Forty Nine er fans. Yeah, all, all the Bay Area around. teams basically: the San Jose Sharks, um, supposedly. The Las Vegas Knights are big enemies of San Jose Sharks. Big, um, yeah. But I never really got into hockey. hockey So, like, if if any Las Vegans or what what would they call themselves? I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) But if they if they wanted to like approach me and start talking smack about the Sharks, I'm like, okay. It's not like a, they're a big fan of mine. Yeah. But if it's San Francisco Giants, 49ers, or my Warriors, Warriors yeah. I'm going to back it up. <laughs> Have Spe- a major debate. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Warriors, 
Steph Curry. There was an article recently saying that um, Steph Curry isn't isn't a superstar. Um, he, they, they're saying like he's basically a really good player. He's an all star, but not a superstar, and they wouldn't want to build a team around him. Do you think that's ridiculous, or do you think that's uh, a believable statement? Three championships in the last five years. <laughs> I mean, hello. <laughs> it's like he's not the most athletic player out there. Yeah. He's not the tallest. Aggre- he's not aggre- like aggressive. He like, doesn't have aggressive personality. Yeah. Or demeanor. Mm-hmm. But that's um, Steph Curry. That's who he is. But his game speaks for itself. Exactly. His number speaks for itself. He not being the most athletic player makes him 10 times smarter making decisions on the on on the um, basketball court. Mm-hmm. His shooting range is ridiculous. And it's not like he's just a catch and shoot shooter. He's dribbling 10 15 times before with five moves before <laughs> he even launches a shot, which most people will be inaccurate with that shot, but that's a normal shot for him. Yeah. He knows he has to work on those type of shots because he is not that physical and athletic as those other guys. Um, Also, an article was saying that they would rather build a team around Damian Lillard than Steph. Do you think Damian's better than Steph? No. I don't. (laughs) I like Damian, though. He's from Oakland. He's a Bay Area cat. No, don't get me wrong. The guy's, the guy's talented. He's a good player, but I mean, comparing, you know, him to Steph, saying that, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he, they would rather build a team around him. Yeah, I that, mean, I disagree. I disagree times a thousand. Yeah, I still disagree. Um, I, I see where they're coming from, mm-hmm. in a sense, but I would never agree to it, for the fact that. Damien, in certain situation, um, playoff time, he could be discouraged. I'm not saying he's not a clutch player. He's a super clutch player. Yeah. But I've seen look on his face, he's been discouraged, especially when no matter what he does, the bar- the Warriors were coming up on top, yeah. especially when it came to playoffs, playing against them. Mm-hmm. Um. He is more athletic than Steph. I, I, to me, he's like mini Westbrook. He's like a smaller version of Russell Westbrook, but definitely he can shoot better than Russ. Yeah. But athleticism, he's a very athletic guy for a little dude. He is. Yeah. I think it's that, that grit that he gets from Oakland. Mm-hmm. It's like he's always been a smaller player coming out of Oakland. Yeah. So And not many people... Um, Professionally, when it comes to sports, come out of Oakland. We, we do have some greats. We have Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to football, there's Marshawn Lynch. Yep. And there's, um, what's his name that plays for Orlando right now? The Dunker. Oh, uh, um, Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. He's from Oakland. Mm-hmm. So there's some, there's some good players that come out of Oakland. It's just but. That that city got a different type of grit to them. Yeah. 
yeah. a different type of grind they have to go through to get to <laughs> that professional level. And when they get a taste of it, they excel. That's why when you see a professional come out of Oakland, they do really good. Shout out to Oakland, though. <laughs> Even though I'm from SF, I'm from the city. Shout out to Oakland. So very Yep. That's that's funny, though, how a lot of teams think like that of stuff. I remember when he was um, basically his first couple of years in the league, mm -hmm. how how they were saying that, oh, why are they going to – why are they favoring Steph over Monte? I kind of thought that way, too. I know you did. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was, it was a good they decision. Were, they they, they saw something. They him a lot mm -hmm. with Monte. And, and even within the league, a lot of people thought he was just, oh, this spoiled kid that shoots good, that only made it to the NBA because his dad, his dad played in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Steph didn't even play in a D1 league at the time. So there there was a lot of things against a him at the hate. time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, like, German, like Jeremy Lin, Jeremy too. Jeremy Lin, yeah. He was... Kind of Jeremy Lin came or... from well, who team you play? You play for Harvard. That's not a D one team at all, and he he excelled uh, on the um, on the summer league uh, on the 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 summer workouts, and he made it to the NBA. He did. He had a quite good career. Yeah. Uh, there would never been Lin sanity. <laughs> he had that that little stint with New York where he just excelled. Yeah. The too bad. No, he was he's playing in China now. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Um, before I was this, wondering what happened. Like what, what? Like what was he doing now? Before this season started, um, he was he was almost like bitching and complaining about uh, why isn't any NBA team picking him up? Uh, he felt like he's better than a lot of um, point guards that are playing in the NBA. He felt like he was being blackballed because he was Asian. I was like, dude, don't play that card. I was like, it's not because you're Asian. It's like, it, yeah. it, it, sometimes it's that time that uh, your time to shine in the NBA is done, bro. Mm -hmm. You just need to move on from that, basically. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it takes a lot out of you, though. Like, um, like a, a, a documentary of like his you know, career from like beginning to end. Mm -hmm. I think it came out like a couple of years ago, like two years ago on Netflix. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've seen it. Um, I did. I think I did see yeah, it. Yeah, it was just, you know, pretty much. Even if I didn't see it, I, I used to always see clips of, like, documentary type clips of his on, like, YouTube and stuff like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Um, how one minute you could be. I know. I feel for him though, cause yeah. it's like, yeah, I, I, he, he belongs in the NBA still. I, yeah. I do believe he's a better than a lot of um, current point guards in the league. Mm -hmm. Maybe not a starter, yeah. but coming off the bench, he could, he could do something. Maybe, maybe it's about his management asking for too much money. Yeah. You never know what could be happening behind the scenes too. Exactly. Um. When when you become a certain type of role player and you're not a star anymore, sometimes a player doesn't see themselves taking a step back and they want star money. And there's little things like that yeah. could like mess up your career mm -hmm. or what, what and, they call and, blackballing and, you and then like you shouldn't be in a league. 
Um, he probably got discouraged after all of that happening because it was like, <laughs> I felt like it was like one, like a bad decision right after another. Like every mm-hmm. time a team tried to, you know, pick him up and stuff, it didn't go the way he wanted, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of fell through. He probably felt discouraged too after all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, skipping to another sport, boxing. <laughs> you know I'm a the big fight fan. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm half Filipino. I'm Filipino white. A lot of people think I would pick um, Pacquiao or someone as my favorite boxer. It's not Pacquiao. I like Pacquiao a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would say he's my top five, but I wouldn't say he's my top. Um fight coming up an exhibition match between Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson I know those are before your time before we were together so I know you don't know a lot about their history I know you know who Mike Tyson is yeah um Roy Jones is probably you just see him as an announcer or a commentator nowadays Mm -hmm. but Roy was a beast back then he was um he was a skilled boxer Mm -hmm. As in, um, as in, like he would outbox you with with finesse and power. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't just a one type of boxer. Uh, then of course Mike Tyson, the beast. Um, <laughs> he was out there to knock your head off. He didn't care who you were. Yeah, he just... If if you were in front <laughs> of him and you wanted to take his his title, his money, he was going to go through you. That was his mentality up till the last few fights where he was getting all into his drugs and drama and like stuff outside of boxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know it's um, it, it's funny every time like Mike Tyson's name would come up. To be honest, it'll just like the thing that like reminds me mm-hmm. of him is when he bit the other fighter's ear, Holyfield's ear. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing that pops in my head all the time. I don't know why, but <laughs> I, I've heard a bunch of stories like they were actually friends. <laughs> like they grew up knowing each other through the boxing circuits. Holyfield was a big like amateur fighter as well. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, um, there was like rumors about Mike. There's this guy Mike Mike Tyson. Um, and Holyfield are like, who's this guy? And like, they met when they were young. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like got brought up along the ranks. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they know each other. Yeah. So I don't know what made Mike snap to bite his ear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Heat of the moment, I guess. <laughs> it's just how crazy he is, really. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Roy Jones and Mike Tyson fight, not knowing their their... Um, Roy Jones is fighting skills. You know, kind of know what Mike Tyson does. He just goes yeah. and attacks you. Mm-hmm. Um, would you have any idea or any um, any guess of who would win that fight? Um, I guess I guess I would say Mike Tyson because I know how he fights. I don't know. I'm not really familiar mm-hmm. with how you know Roy, Roy Jones. Yeah, Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> So, um, you know, way of fighting, so I can't really say. Okay, so what I would think, 
them both fighting in their prime. To me, that's more of a 50-50 fight to me. I would say Mike would have to beat him within five, six rounds with a knockout. Mm-hmm. Anything beyond that, Roy is going to beat him on the cards. Okay. That's how I would because feel like in, in, in prime situation. Mm-hmm. Situation now, Mike's going to knock his head off. I think Mike is going to definitely like knock his head off. Mike only knows one way to fight. Is going basically at you, looking for to hurt you and put you on the canvas. Mm-hmm. Roy Jones Jr. is a, a boxer where he, like pure boxers, think a lot. Yeah. Um, at their age that they're on now, thinking and actually putting that thought into actual movement and throwing a punch, mm-hmm. your your time is going to slow down. Yeah. Is you can't. You can't outbox, like saying an old person, um, which 50s in their shape is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, being that old and to me thinking, being a thinker, you're not going to react as fast. Yeah. Rather than thinking, oh, my thought is I'm going to get you and I'm going to hurt you and put you down. Mm-hmm. So that's how I think Mike's thinking. So there's only one train of thought rather than, oh, I need to slip this way. I need to slap that way, uh-huh, to throw, right. throw a hook there, or throw a jab there. So it's going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. So I really think Tyson's going to just Go lay him it. out. <laughs> That's It's going to be a fun exhibition. It's like, I feel there's, there's only few exhibition matches that can make tons of money. And Mike is always one of them that could do that. Mm-hmm. Um there's another fight that's on the undercards that's kind of weird to me um, that I know about is little Nate Robinson. They used to play in the NBA. Really? Uh-huh. He's fighting? Against um, against the internet sensation. Um, the guy that always gets in trouble, he plays a bad boy on YouTube. Um, forgot his name. I'll show you a picture of him later on. But that's so weird. The, the dude, the other dude, the white boy is like as tall as me. He's like six plus feet. Nate Robinson's like what? Five, eight? eight on a good day, I think oh, he's like five, five six. Oh, he's my height? I think he's your height. Really? On a good day, he's about five, eight with high shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but Nate has a background of boxing when he was younger. But has he been? Well, I'm sure he probably trained. Yeah. For the fight and stuff, but yeah, like of over course, the Nate, years, has he been if, if you want, if you years? look at um, Nate's Instagram, he he shows he shows videos of himself boxing training. He's like, you don't even know I'm gonna knock your ass out type of stuff, which is kind of funny. For real? That's no, I I think he might do it though. Yeah. Because I think he's gonna be able to do it. Not because he's going to be faster than him. Because, of course, smaller people are faster. Yeah. Just the other guy's not a pro boxer like that. Um, you got to be really a pro boxer. Or had some kind of... No, I, I think he's had training. He's the one that's fought another YouTuber from the UK before. Oh, really? Did he yeah. win? Uh, the first one, I believe, was a tie. The second one, he lost. Oh. The one they did a rematch. <laughs> but it was close either way. Um... But just the fact that he's not 
he had that guy hasn't been training for a super long time. Mm-hmm. And you get someone that's, um, I feel that's going to be super aggressive. And even though Nate's retired, that guy is super athletic still. Yeah. That guy is super ripped. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he was still playing in the big three. So playing in the big three was, um, kept him in shape. He always, he's a family guy. I watch him on his, or I follow him on his Instagram. He always does a lot of stuff with his kids. Yeah. His son plays football and basketball oh, and everything. But yeah, um, you have anything to add or want to talk about at the moment? Or you want to end this one? No, I'm good. What about you? No, I just wanted to, to do at least a half hour or so just to, to to test the waters to see how everything goes out, test the equipment that we bought. Um, I'm definitely going to upload this to YouTube as well. I'm recording this up there. And until next time, Bayway is out. Peace. See ya.